3: ready to check your feelings at the door
1: check it out check it out
3: this is am i reister or am i wrong we're bringing you facts and only the truth now am i reister or am i wrong
4: i'm george reister he's ralph amsden and this is reister or wrong the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door before you even show up and if you are mad or you are upset or you got something good to say shoot us an email i'm mad i-m-m-a-d at unafraidshow.com and of course shoot and um or you can text us 818-293-7547 that's 818 818- 293 293-7547. And I have been remiss lately. Leave us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. A five-star rating. I'm not letting Ralph come in here with any of his nonsense because he'd be like, oh, just, just, just leave us whatever we deserve. No.
3: This podcast has your name on it. I'm not
4: screwing that up. <laughs> All right. Uh, today, Azalea avantgarde' becomes the first African-American to win the Scripps spelling bee in their 93rd edition, and that may not even be the thing that she's best at. Are we failing as parents? The Phoenix Suns are up 2-0 on the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals, and watching Monty Williams coach is a pleasure. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, He doubles down on college athletes not being paid with absolutely God-awful reasoning. Ricky Gervais, comedian, he believes that The Office, the TV show The Office, if it were made today, it would be canceled due to political correctness. And Shohei Ohtani has taken batting practice. Well, he hasn't taken batting practice all season and Angels hitting coach Jeremy Reed has confirmed it. Um, and Drake goes on a date in Dodger Stadium. How boss of a move is that? But it's who he was with that's drawing the attention. And of course, canceler consequence and the best of social media. So we will start today with Zelia Avantgarde who is a 14-year-old girl who is now the best speller in the world. Yeah, I would say the world, right? Or Uh, in the English language. Yeah, I mean,
3: technically part of the rules of the script spelling bee are if you win, you can't compete ever again. So technically, we don't know because there is no tournament of champions. So she's the best speller who hasn't won. She's the best speller who hasn't won that meets the age requirement. It's a dumb qualification. She is,
4: she's the best speller in the world right now. <laughs> okay, so but turns out that that may not even be the thing that she's best at. But here is her winning.
1: Maria, M-U-R-R-A-Y-A. That is correct. <laughs>
2: And there is your champ. The holder of three Guinness World Records, and now the 2021 Scripps National Spelling Bee winner, Zaila Avantgarde.
4: Zaila. My bad. So, dude, so a lot of people were talking about this at first. They're like, why does her race matter? Why does it matter? And I'm like, the same reason why it matters if somebody from your hometown uh, goes to go play in the big leagues or somebody from your high school is voted um, president. It matters. It's not the end all be all, but it does give you a sense of pride. And it's never happened before, which is dope.
3: Absolutely. Like whatever you identify with. Um, and it goes beyond it goes beyond race the 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 race thing I think matters because it it gives another um, very clear picture, an actual visual representation of what you can aspire to. and that it race matters insofar as that anybody tries to limit you based on your race, right? so yeah it it matters when there are people and and places and systems that look at you and say, this isn't possible. Or if there's a voice inside you that says it hasn't been done, therefore it can't be done. Um, There's going to be people all over the country who see that. And they have, they have a visual representation now that it is possible. I always think back to, there was a group of young men who walked out of a movie theater I don't know what movie they they were at, but they walked out of a movie theater and they saw a huge display with the entire cast of black Panther. And they recorded themselves all freaking out about this display. that had the whole cast of black Panther. And one of the young men said, is this what you guys feel like every single time? Is this (laughs) what you feel like every single time? Like this is incredible. That's that's wild. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you, if you haven't seen it, sometimes it doesn't exist for the most part. We're a visual people. And so um, I'm not ashamed to say like one of my favorite comic book character, my Northern Cheyenne flag right back here. My favorite comic book character is a a Northern Cheyenne female because there were no like native American. I think there was one called Warhawk or something like that, but there, but like And then you know how hard I go for anybody who's even stepped foot in the state of Arizona. Like, there are just markers that you can identify with. Like, the fact that this girl's a hooper and that I cover um, uh, high school basketball um, as, as part of what I do. I absolutely love that. The fact that this girl is participating in a spelling bee when I'm a former English teacher who has participated in and judged spelling bees. Like these are all markers by which I can identify with her and and have pride in. And I'd like to think that that if I was black or if I was a girl, that this would be a a big deal in, in those ways as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's the people who are just sick of hearing about race regardless want to discount a very obvious thing.
4: Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, no, it is a big deal because like you mentioned, the superhero thing is if you are a because people they say things like, oh, why do you got to bring it back to race all the time? It doesn't matter. It's just a superhero character. Well, if wherever you went in in life, like if you put white a white person in the crowd of all black people, what are what are they going to notice, Ralph? Uh, <laughs> probably skin color, George. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be like, "Oh wow, I'm the only white person here." That <laughs> based on based on
3: my experiences in Boys and Girls Club growing up, it's gonna get noticed.
4: Yes, when you're the only white person there. Yes, and when there are no superheroes <laughs> that look like you, and you get one, you're like, "Oh yes, oh my god!" How does so? And this girl is that, and the fact that she holds three. Guinness book of world records. She's 14 years old. And then that lead. Well, actually, before we even talk about that part, there is always a racial element to the. To the script spelling bee, because Indian kids usually win. And or at least it's been been that way for a while and people I would see comments. Oh, my gosh, we we need to get some American kids in there. They are American <laughs> kids, like what? God dang like it. that's the that's the bizarre part. Is I'm like, they are American kids. They're born here. Like you don't think that that it, it, that's the part that's bizarre to me is that when people say say that, I'm like, no, they are American kids. But now to get back to Zelia. Z- Oh, Lord, I forgot how to say it properly. Zellia? Go back
3: to the video. Let's go back <laughs> to the video.
4: I want to watch it again. I want to watch the celebratory dance. All right. So she she won, and this is a big deal. So here is here she is winning again for Ralph.
2: And there is your chance. The holder of three Guinness World Records and now the 2021 Scripps National Spelling Bee winner, Zaila Avant-Garde.
4: Zaila. So, but here's the thing, though. Ralph, are we failing as parents because she won the spelling bee and then we find out that she's a high-level basketball player? There's videos of her on the internet doing moves that you would only see like college level pro players doing and also elite high school athletes. So not only is she a recruitable athlete in basketball, here she is doing God knows whatever else. If you're listening on podcast, she's riding a unicycle dribbling multiple basketballs. Dribbling basketballs that while
1: dribbling three other balls. She's been into leaning.
5: Juggling's
4: so- now calling us busters. Can't help but rubbing this. And just doing everything else gang. I'm this like I'm failing as a parent, clearly, right?
3: Well, um, you might not be. Uh, but I but my kids have been homeschooled for the last three years. She's homeschooled. And um, my kids can't do that stuff, so I, I have all that extra time with my kids, and I, I feel like I've not, you know, I, I, you know, they play a little piano, they play a little guitar, they 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 draw a little bit, they they dabble in things here and there. They're not out setting any Guinness World Records. Um, if if I was a competitive person, which we've established <laughs> on this podcast that I am not, um, I, I'm. I might end this podcast early and force my kids to go dribble uh, a racquetball or something. Um, but no, I, I just think that uh, I, I don't know if she's an only child or not, but I do know that um, homeschool kids tend to typically perform better uh, in the spelling bee. And she just is a naturally talented, gifted kid. She's just very, very talented.
4: And- so do I need to give my kids back and, and find find one like her?
3: nah man I've been around your kids they got a million different things going on they got a million things that they're interested in and 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 involved in well that's what Um, I feel
4: about your kids dude they're they're all musicians and one one of them fucking speed reads books like he's uh you know like he's um what do you what the hell do you call those people like he's a madman speed reader yeah (laughs) he's a Okay, um, so uh, like and, he's rain man, that's what I mean. Okay, so <laughs> you have and, one of your kids is rain man.
3: He came home from the doctor uh today, he had his well visit to get ready because they're going back to like public school here in North Carolina. He came back and he had the the packet that they give you on like height, weight, all that stuff. And uh, he's in the 96th percentile for height. He's already taller than his grandfather or grandfather on his mom's side. And he is a quarter of an inch shorter than my dad, and he turns thirteen in another month. So he's so proud of himself today. And I, I will say, like he, he's a very talented kid, and and you know, all my kids are uh, special in
4: <laughs> in their own way. <laughs> ah, um, my, my, my
3: my oldest is extremely Just talented. Just in case and I you're you, this like, in the car with them, you think you want a kid that is quicker than than you are, but it gets real old real quick. Yeah. When they consume things faster than you can give it to them, when they master things faster than you can you, you can teach it, it gets um it 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 gets intimidating. It gets really really intimidating as a parent, and and then you like to turn around and say like, oh, this is definitely me. I did this. Um, but he has a brother who's eleven months younger than him, and uh, and sweetest kid in the world. But he he's also eleven inches shorter. You know, he, he, he loves to read uh, as long as there's pictures. Um, He also consumes things at a very fast rate, but I'm talking about food. Um, And so like, you know, you just, you, you want to give yourself credit and the truth is like people are born with the talents they're born with and, and it's up to you to try to foster them. And whoever this girl's parents are do a fantastic job of really honing in on whatever her natural gifts are like, that you got to give a lot of credit to the parents for helping her to focus and unlock those things. But those are just in her.
4: And, and yeah, we can't be putting our kids up against each other. <laughs> <We can't laughs> do that. Dude, dude, I'm not comparing mine to a yours. I'm comparing, uh, mine to mine to her. And I thought that they were winning. Oof. And then I see this and I'm just like, we got a lot of work to do, kids. Back in the lab. Back in you the gonna, lab. You going to buy a unicycle? Nah, but. but What do you gotta, think a unicycle costs? Bro, I have no idea. I don't even know how you teach somebody to ride a unicycle.
3: That's got to be passed down. It couldn't just been her parents' idea to be like, you know what? You're really good at dribbling basketballs. So we need to go get a unicycle. Like, they they probably have one passed down through generations.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that people who ride uni- unicycles came from people who ride unicycles. That's just <laughs> <own> personal. <laughs> All right. I, I
3: found one on Walmart.com. I want you to guess the price.
4: $79.99. Somewhere between $79.99 and $119.99. Sixty-eight dollars marked down from one thirty-six. Oh, so I'm—I was in the range, right? Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I don't know if a Walmart unicycle is going to get the job done. I don't. I, don't I, <laughs> I need to educate myself on. The only other time a unicycle has ever been in the news in my lifetime is when Devin Booker posted a photo of him riding one, and then a rumor spread that he broke his hand riding a unicycle. Right. <laughs> but like that—that's it. That's it. Uh
4: maybe they're coming back. Maybe. Uh but speaking of Devin Booker, the Suns are up. My Suns are up 2-0 in the finals. Uh up 2-0 in what I knew was going to happen. And now now they only have to go 2 and 3 in their next 5 games to win a championship. And this is true? I knew that this they they were gonna win game game two. There was nothing about game one that gave me any confidence. Nothing that gave me any confidence that they that the Bucks were going to win. And it's mainly because of their their coaching. Their coaching, Mike Budenholzer, is like a day late, dollar short when it comes to Monty Williams. Monty Williams makes an adjustment, and then Buden, Budenholzer is like, well, hey, yo, we got to watch the film to figure it out. And then Monty Williams will make another adjustment prior to the to the game, and then um, Mike Budenholzer will have to figure it out after the game. But then it's going to be too late. And they consistently say the playoffs, a series doesn't really start until the home team loses a game. Well, if the home team loses a game now, the series is over <laughs> because they're either going to be down 3-0 or 3-1.
3: Yeah, I wasn't feeling as good going into last night's game. Um, One of the reasons uh, for that was while you don't believe that coach bud makes adjustments, it was very clear in this game that they took everything that they learned in game one and they threw the kitchen sink at the Phoenix suns. Yeah. And then the biggest adjusted. (laughs) Maybe Uh, so early on, early on, this is a big, first of all, the way the Phoenix suns move the ball is ridiculous. And, it, it's also new. Like they moved the ball well, but last night they were doing things. They had that thing on a yo yo. Like it, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. But they came out of the gate and they took an early lead with Drew Holiday being super aggressive. Super aggressive. Like Drew Holiday was attacking Chris Ball. He, they were backing DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder out of the paint and they were letting their point guard attack the rim. Had Drew Holiday made some of these open shots, they could have run away with the game. He started out, he made a couple, and then he just kept shooting, and he just kept
4: missing. You and know then Chris... why, right? No. Okay. No, what, why was he what, missing layups? What was Drew Holiday doing all game that he hadn't done in game, in game one? Attacking. No, he was picking up Devin Booker or Chris Paul, whoever had the ball, whoever he was guarding, full court. OK, so, oh, OK. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. He was I tired. Think. Like That's he rough. was yeah. tired. He's a scorer. Picking up somebody full court, expending all that energy, making them turn, turn, turn. And for what? Yes, he made it more difficult on them, but it didn't stop their their good shooting. Like I, I, I couldn't figure out what the purpose of picking them up full court was when they are still considering continuing to score the ball really well. Like it didn't have, it didn't hinder them at all. It only hindered Drew Holiday.
3: Yeah, they, the Bucks left the corners open all night, all night. And in fact, people point to the Suns going 20 for 40 from three and saying, you're never going to be the team that goes 20 for 40 from three. But I, at the end of the game, I was frustrated with how many open They're wide open shots. Yeah. Like 15 of their misses didn't have anybody within 10 feet. They, like in my mind, and I don't mean to be like insane, but in my mind, the fact that Devin Booker was making pull-up threes is an anomaly. And the fact that Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges were missing corner threes with nobody within 10 feet was worrisome. And then they ended up 20 for 40. So I don't, you know, you, you can't nitpick too much, but it, uh, a lot of this comes in. There's an article on show, uh, dot com right now about Chris Middleton and kind of as he goes, the Bucks go, and I was looking at it today, and there are five games in which he shot better than 50% in the 2021 playoffs, and in those games, they're 5-0. and oh. And there are seven games where he shot 40% or worse, and they're 1-6 in, in those games. And so de- definitely head over to unafraidshow.com. Let us know what you think of just Chris Middleton in general. like, is he a star? Does he deserve this contract? It, it, when he's proving it, is that the proof that you need that he is the guy? Like, can they do this w- without him? I, I don't know what his issue is, but he seemed a little timid. Um, I don't know if they're D ding him up. well, it no, feels like Jake Crowder's coaching. doing a pretty good job. You but.
4: have to do stuff to get your guys going. like that's the that's the issue. With
3: but they run their offense through a quasi-big
4: man who also takes it to the hole himself. But so that's, the, that's the other problem. They got Giannis playing point guard again. And you're just like, so then everybody else is standing around and that played right into what Phoenix wanted them to uh, do. They're like, yeah, let let Giannis try to drive to the hole every time. He can't, he can't score 80 points. Let him make sure everybody else is just standing around. No, yeah, I'm he saying might, that, he might that, be able to score 80 points. <laughs> yeah, but the 42, right? So he scored 42 mm-hmm. last last night, and the Phoenix Suns seemed content to let him score 42 points. They were like, "Cool," because that means Chris Middleton is standing around and other. Okay, buddy, and other. Your kid, you see, your your kids heard you talking shit.
3: <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what Giannis was from inside the arc last night? What? 14 of 17. <laughs> yes. That's, he's so good. He's so good, but he also does things that, like, uh, there were probably five different times that he did something uh, last night where I had to get up and walk out of the room because I thought he was done. I didn't think he was getting up. Him him going full speed and crashing into Tory Craig the way that he did, there's, I mean, Tory Craig didn't get up from that, but yeah. I, I'm surprised either one of them. Did I don't know the way he
4: plays? Is he's a crash um, test dummy, dude. He's built for it tough, though. He's definitely built for, for it tough.
3: It's weird, it's weird because he plays in a way that everybody's sort of been begging bigs to, like, hey, you're big, realize it, like Shaq did, you should too. Um, but he's interesting because he put that weight on and yeah. he and and then he uses it, he's aggressive. Um, I don't know. I like him a lot. He, to me, he's the best player on the court. I, after watching him in this series, I don't question that he's the MVP, but I also don't necessarily know the most appropriate or best way to build around him because it's not whatever they're doing. And I also don't want to be one of those people that's hypercritical of the Bucks who are representing the East in the NBA finals, but there's obviously something not working here. Would you say so, George, you you probably are harboring some belief deep down inside that a healthy Anthony Davis means that the Lakers are playing in the finals right now. And there was a game and a half where Anthony Davis was very dominant against the Suns. What people don't like to admit, though, is they were losing when he went down. Um, But he was incredibly dominant. And we watched Giannis be dominant as well. When you look at those two players, who would you give the advantage to in this hypothetical matchup that exists inside your heart?
4: Well, aside from Giannis being able to – being stronger than Anthony Davis and that Anthony Davis could go down on every single play. Like, okay, so let's pretend that Anthony Davis is like that, – that he's going to make it through the game healthy, right? Assuming okay. that. Then I'm looking at it and I'm saying Anthony Davis is more skilled, but Giannis got, got a little more dog in him. So, I'm gonna give my advantage to the dog
3: and and before we get off the subject of basketball, I just want to stay on the Lakers just for one minute because um, there's a bleacher report quote floating out there that Kyle Kuzma believes he's a twenty five a night scorer,
4: yeah, he is on a terrible team like
3: if, if you think uh, he could average twenty five a night
4: if you put him on the uh the Houston Rockets, and let him shoot the ball 35 time, times a game? Sure, sure.
3: Which is which is what the they did for Kevin Martin, right? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Martin never averaged 25. 25 is a lot.
4: Roman! <laughs> we, but we were just talking about you. You like unicycles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't think he can average 25 points a night, but the, the fact that he thinks he can is pretty funny to me, though. Is that, is that you are so inconsistent, but now you think that you can average 25? Yeah, it's a no for me, pal.
3: I did the math on it. He has scored 25 points or more in 11% of his 276 career
4: regular season games. That's what I'm saying. And
3: zero of his 27 career
0: playoff games. Yep. So he can do it. It's just a matter of if.
4: Next thing up, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell doubles down on college athletes being paid and his reasoning is absolutely flawed and terrible. Football and basketball provide enough revenue to make sure all the women get to play and all the men get to play who are in sports that do not generate any revenue.
1: And what the young people get if they're in football or basketball, if they're really good, is they get rich. If they're not really good, they get a free
4: education. So I'm having a hard time grasping what's wrong with the current system. Oh, my God, dude, this is so bad. It makes my head hurt. I'm like, tell me you don't understand college sports and and capitalism or anything that without telling me that you don't understand it. I, I it makes no sense. The indentured like why the hell would you be OK with everybody else making money and the people who actually facilitate the generation of the revenue who actually contribute to people wanting to uh, use uh, watch the product. You don't want them to be paid. Ralph, I, I cannot for the life of me understand why anybody subscribes to this pho- uh, philosophy. It's old. It's antiquated. It's stupid. It is just like, uh, well, uh, listen, the good ones get get a rich and the bad ones, they get a free entry First, it's not fucking free. Stop saying it's free. It's not free. They work their asses off. It's not free. Like, the, you can't put in 30, 40 hours a week at something and then say, oh, it was free. Uh, We gave you a free. It's not free, bro. I I can't, I can't. And it's just (laughs) alarming to me. (laughs) I'm I'm so mad. Like this clip triggered me, Ralph. Right there. I I think
3: there's two, there's two kinds of conservative and sometimes it overlaps. Um, There is free market, non-interference conservatives and there are conserve the way things are conservatives and Mitch McConnell's being a conserve the way things are conservative because he's ignoring the idea of free market principles in order to preserve something just because it was that way always. And um, when I mean, the free thing The free thing is tough because it's really hard for people to get away from calling education free. Um, And so you have to like, just until you're blue in the face, go through different metaphors that might be helpful. And one of those that I've been thinking about today is like, okay, so let's say that you get an internship at a company, but you're also in a band. Okay. So your band You know, the the company has policies that you can't post flyers all over the workplace to advertise any personal business stuff. And I've I've worked in a company like that where, you know, they don't want you posting that you sell Avon all over the break room walls or anything like that for your for your side hustle. Um, But what you do have access to in your unpaid internship at this company is you can use the printer during during office hours. So let's say that you print up a bunch of flyers for your band. And you go and hang them all around town to advertise the show that you're going to play, which helps you with this other thing that you do. But. If you lose that internship, you lose access to the printer, correct? Yeah. Okay. so then it's not it's not it's a perk. It's not free. It's not like just because you were an intern at that company you can go back and use the printer anytime. Yeah. Right. So there there are things that you have access to at your job or as an intern that that you can use to better yourself outside of the purpose that the job needs you to serve. But that doesn't mean that those things are free. They're part of the job. Your cubicle, your chair, your desk, your computer, the break room fridge um, uh, betterment courses, your health insurance, like all of these things that are attached to your employment anywhere, go away if you don't work there anymore. Correct. So it can't be a free education if you have to be doing something in order to get it.
4: Correct. Boom. And the I I've, I can't understand why people would be like, oh well, hey yo, they get the chance to go get rich in the NFL. What about right now? What about right now? Why shouldn't they right. be able to capitalize off their name, image, and likeness? And and it like this is any other student can. But the 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 issue is is that people like Mitch McConnell they don't have family who runs into that situation. Because if they had family that ran into that situation, what would they say?
3: Oh. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You you know my slogan. We, we're all advocates. Uh, we're all lobbyists for our own self interest. Um, and so yeah, if you, if you're in the, it, I mean, l- I hate to keep like pushing the the buttons of different conservatives out there, but look at the attitude of the Cheney family, which is from Wyoming, where I'm from. Look at their attitude about. Um, gay rights versus some other conservatives. Why are the Cheneys as a political dynastic family different than some other families? Well, it, it affects their family. Yep. Like if, if something matters to you, if your, your values are really only your values until they're, they're, they're put to the test. Yeah. Right. And then you find out whether or not they're actually, they're, they're actually your values. If you, if you stand tall, um, and then and that's not to say that your values are correct. But if you stand tall in, in the face of
4: it actually costing you something, then those are actually values. Oh, you mean like like people who'll be like, I am pro-life. There should be no abortions. And then they get their side chick pregnant, and then they're like, yo, you should you should go have an abortion.
3: Which we have a trillion examples of in in media throughout throughout time. And that and, it, and it's incredibly unfortunate. But I would just say that like i think I think that obviously, if Mitch McConnell had a kid who was an athlete um who had the ability to to market themselves that that he would have a different stance on this and probably a better understanding of exactly what it means, just because some people come out of this situation with a monetary advantage doesn't mean that the way that we're doing things um is right or correct especially considering that you can't even participate in the market in a way that isn't dependent upon your elevated name image and likeness through collegiate athletics correct like what if you're just an inventor what if you are uh like joey harrington who you played with correct yes who like what what if joey harrington got a gig as a concert pianist that wanted to pay him 10,000 bucks a show. And it was independent of his um, notoriety as a football player. Yeah. He couldn't do that at that time. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And that, and that That's the stuff that always bothered me. Like we just, we just got into uh, uh, someone who just won the, the spelling bee who could go on to be a collegiate basketball player if she continues to progress and has already set Guinness world records for the way she dribbles and things like that already has game tape out from like sixth and seventh. grade, So so obviously she's serious about basketball, but she's a spelling bee champion. Yeah. And so you're telling me that she would have to take a four to five year break from making appearances affiliated with what she did with
4: scripts while she's an NCAA athlete. Dude, that would be absolute insanity. That would be crazy. And it makes no sense. And neither, um, nothing that Mitch McConnell was talking about even, e- even registers to even sane people. Like, it's just like, oh, oh, okay, well, hey, hey, well the, this is the way that things have been. This is the way that they should always be. No, it's not it you just doesn't it.
3: apply to any other student if you get an academic scholarship you could still be an entrepreneur yeah like are you telling me that if mark zuckerberg was on the rowing team that we wouldn't have facebook
4: <laughs> exactly um bro you are 100% right about that that's the the false equivalency the
0: the uh, straw man fallacies are they're they're terrible
4: The next thing up, though, is, and this is time for cancel or consequence. Do we need to cancel? Cancel, cancel. Cancel. Or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. now. And cancel or consequence is the point in time in the show where we tell you if someone was either canceled for what happened or if they are receiving consequences for what they did. And Ricky Gervais, who's a comedian, um, is embroiled in controversy because he believes that if the the show The Office, which he did, not the one with, um, what's his name? The the American version. You're talking about uh, um, Steve Carell. Yes, not the one he did, the one over in England. And then he produced he
3: produced the American version of the office, which had many more
4: seasons than the the English version. Yes. So and he said that the office, if it were made today, it would have been canceled due to political correctness. Ralph, I 100 percent believe I I 100 percent agree with him. It wouldn't have even been made if it were 2021 and they were trying to make all the all the black jokes, gay jokes, white jokes, all of this stuff. Somebody would have been like, I'm offended. I'm not listening. It's comedy. I look at comedy in a totally different vein than I look at other things because we should be able to laugh at ourselves at whatever it is. And it wasn't mean spirited. It was just, it was just the way they talked on there. And it was funny and it led to a bunch of, cool convert conversations. And I've gone back and rewatched the episodes and I'm like, Oh my God, did he actually, did Michael Scott actually say that? It's unbelievable, dude.
3: I think that, Ricky Gervais is probably being misrepresented here. And he even he even tweeted today a couple hours ago. He said, just to be clear, I did not say the office would be canceled if it were made today. That makes no sense because it's still around. This is my actual quote. I said, someone said they might try to cancel it one day. And I said, good. Let them cancel it. I've been paid.
4: (laughs) I need all my I get all my coins on me. I need all my coins. So I'm not mad at any of that, bro.
3: But I I don't necessarily agree that if that if the office dropped like season 1 of the American version of the office dropped this year some people might definitely be louder about um some things because we just all have access to a megaphone using social media. The interesting thing about that show is that it, they thought they were getting canceled, like literally not figuratively. They thought they were literally getting canceled every single week. The fact that streaming became a thing when it did is what ultimately saved that show. And streamers are going to drive the market on what is and isn't feasible. And if you can tow th- The comedic line of satire in such a way that is intelligent enough to avoid a a lot of these landmines that we have now and probably the more appropriate way to say it is like now that more people can speak up for themselves than used to be able to (laughs) uh, calling those landmines is kind of rough. Um, But
4: I look at a show like Dave. Do you watch Dave? I've seen one episode, but, but okay. I heard it's really good. So I do want to pick it up though. It, it's for sure.
3: You know, I'm, I'm more watch it because it's interesting than the, funny. It's definitely got its moments. And there are times when I like laugh really, really hard. Um, but I, I'm always just kind of interested to see if they can pull off what they're trying to pull off because there's a lot of racial elements, homophobic elements, cultural elements, Uh, appropriation elements it's about a white rapper who is a very vapid terrible egotistical person and he i mean like so season two episode one is about him going to korea to shoot a k-pop video because he hopes it will get more traction uh because k-pop blows up everywhere right yeah so and the title of his song is i took a shit in korea Oh, nice. So like he's he's literally saying like you could do anything in Korea and it's gonna blow up. So like I literally my song is me taking a shit in Korea. Right? Like that's offensive unless you understand that he understands why it's offensive.
4: Yes. See that see that's that's the thing. If you under if the if you believe that the person who's making it knows it's offensive and doesn't feel like that, but is just making fun of it then that seems to be okay, right? Right. And Dave is the most watched cable comedy
3: show ever. Really? Ever. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast with Andrew Santino, um, who is, plays um, Dave Bird's manager in that show and is also a Sun Devil, so forks up. Uh, but Andrew <laughs> Santino said that it is the most watched, uh, not just for FX, but any network ever. It is the most uh watched scripted cable so i'm I'm guessing that's not network because it's obviously it's not going to get mash numbers uh but as far as cable scripted comedy it's the number one most watched show ever and and it's a incredibly dicey um uh show (laughs) like i want you to watch it just so you can just feel uncomfortable with me about it Um, But it's it's really, really interesting that that type of stuff continues to be popular, whether it's curb your enthusiasm um, or or other things out there that seem to uh, the Chappelle show that attack these really, really specific issues in a way where you're like, oh, he gets it. He's actually making fun of ignorant people, not being ignorant." ignorant
4: himself. Yeah,
3: right, right.
4: Yeah. And yeah. So, but I I do think that there would have been people who would push back majorly on the show right, right now. Why are you smiling, Ralph? The entire house is shaking. I've never
3: been in a hurricane before. I think this might be remnants of, of one. I am inland in North Carolina, but, uh, the lights keep flickering on and off and the whole house is shaking. (laughs) And, uh, I just, it's interesting to me because I, we had a 30% chance of rain today. And I think the whole house is going
4: to go down the river. <laughs> Huff and puff and blow your whole house down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ralph's scared. Him
3: scared. Um, <laughs> I'm locked in this little <laughs> closet office. I don't know if my family's out there. Okay. Or not. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> right,
4: hey, they may all be gone when you get, get out of there. All right, the uh, the uh, next thing up, it is time for the best of social media. Now, no, no here's
2: now. the best of social media.
4: The best of social media. The best of social media. Roman, <laughs> it- Roman,
3: your son wants us to talk about Drake. That's what he wants. I know. Wants <laughs> that's in the best of social media.
4: So. The best of social media is the segment of the show where we literally tell you the best thing that is in social media. And um yeah. So here's the, here's the first thing. So a newscaster caught these two pictures, these two um this this evidence. You have um it was a helicopter, a news helicopter, and my and my son yesterday. It was funny because he decided that he was going to. Uh, well, he was coming back from a basketball. I'm sorry, a football camp, and he saw the lights at Dodger Stadium on, and he was like, "Yo, are the Dodgers playing?" And we're like, "Nah, nah, they out of town." Ha! It's because Drake. It's because Drake was on a date. Drake was on a date at Dodger Stadium. He's got a table set up. It's on the third baseline. This dude looks incredible. First of all, the date is wild. This, I can't imagine. I have no idea how much a date like this costs. In Dodger Stadium? All right. But he's there It's not the fact that Drake is there that's such a big deal, but it's who he's there with. He's there with the young lady who just so happens to be the mother of Amari Bailey, who is going to be a senior in basketball, high school basketball this year. He's one of the top five recruits in the country. The kid is electric. He goes to Sierra Canyon. So he's at the same school as Bronny. And remember, Drake is always at the Sierra, well, not always, but regularly at the Sierra Canyon basketball games. Everybody thought he was there for to go see Bronny because he's friends with LeBron, because Drake is friends with LeBron. Nope. That ain't why, pal. Uh, apparently that uh, he, but he was going even prior to this going on, I believe. But this is notable, though. Because they were just trying to enjoy an intimate night out, a very private night, but their private night got turned into a very public session. Very public session. I I don't want to be this famous. I don't want to be this famous to where if I'm just out at dinner, somebody can just randomly come through with a helicopter and be like, hey, yo. Here it is. Let's, let's snitch on them. This is dry snitching at its finest. Uh, the next thing up on the best of social media is this that happened in New York City. Has anybody seen the videos of the subway flooding? Bro, this is incredible. I'm like, hell no, there is not a chance. That lady just waded through waist-deep New York City groundwater. Listen, New York City is already a dirty-ass city to begin with. They put the trash on the sidewalk. There have been places in the world that I've been, like in Germany. You can eat off the floor in Germany. There are other places that are extremely clean. New York City ain't one of them. And all the rats and infestation and all of that. There's not a chance in the hell. I would if you walk through that water. You need a tetanus shot. You need about six vaccines. You need. I mean, like you're you're gonna need an elixir to a, a witch's brew to to fix whatever the hell happened to you. Oh, oh, it, that makes my stomach hurt just seeing and and wondering what the hell is in that water. But you guys, though, that's <laughs> Reister or Wrong today. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. Peace out. Catch you guys on Monday.
0: At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
1: With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash with amex.
0: Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country.